listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not too distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MSD3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odd says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Gizmonic Institute's radio. And jump. There. One less of your dumb checkers on the board. Okay. Jump, jump, jump there! King me! King you, oh, that's right. Yeah, you, 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 it's all about you. Yeah, let's just make Seth the king of everything, not just checkers. Hey there, bros of Stalin. What's up with you today? You seem a little uh, on edge. You do know what day it is, don't you? Blurps Day? What? Blurps Day, the day that I made up to commemorate the invention of Blurps Day? That's, it's, no, I'm, I'm not indulging in whimsical sappiness today. You know why? Because it's audio log day. So? Seriously? Just look at our track record with these things. We're up here, drifting peacefully through space for days and days and days on end, then BAM! Audio leg day comes around, and without fail, something kooky, weird, or dangerous happens. All of a sudden, some guy shows up to sell pipes, or an evil AI becomes rampant, or attacked by sentient sandwiches. Oh, by the way... Uh, I still don't know what you want us to do with this thing. Uh, every time I think about eating it, it starts begging for its life, and I just can't bring myself to take a bite. Oh, thank you, merciful master. Thank you for sparing me another bowl. I will do anything you ask of me. You want the lunch codes? I'll give you the lunch codes. Lunch codes? Lunch codes. Delicious weaponized picnic missiles. That's fine. Just go, go lay down somewhere. See? Creepy. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Now it's audio log day and there's nothing we can do except for sit around and wait for something weird to happen. It's downright maddening. Maddening, you say? Well, let's see if we can turn that frown upside down. Ah! See? See? What did I tell you? What? How did you get in here? Who are you? We are the Smile Brigade. I'm Captain Smileface. I'm Lieutenant Giggles. And I'm Brigadier General Yuck Yuck. Our mission is to seek out and vanquish all sadness from this vast universe. Wherever there is a frown, we'll be there. Wherever there is a teary eye, we'll be there. Wherever there nope, is... Nope, nope, this is not going to happen. I'm willing it not to happen. But all we want to do is take away your sadness. What's wrong with Mr. Pouty? You know, a frown is just a smile in the middle of a cartwheel. Nope, this is dumb. You're dumb, and what you just said is really dumb. I'm not falling for this whole thing again. Jeff, you're being really rude to our guests. I don't care. I don't want guests. I want a nice, quiet day. Maybe we should do an audio log. It might help you cool down and blow off some steam. Okay, yeah, you know what? That's probably not a bad idea. Okay. Oh, I know, I just need I need to get it under control. I know. Just you know how I get. I know. You know how I get. I know, I know. Get your get your get your vapors up. You know what'd make me feel a lot better? Uh audio log? Yeah, talking about MST three K season two, episode three, Jungle Goddess. Oh, absolutely. Don't forget about mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi and the short Phantom Creeps. Oh gosh. How could I? 
I mean, other than it's the fact that it's completely forgettable. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's talk about the pre-commercial segment. All right, get started. Okay. Out. Yeah, they're playing hide and seek with the universe. Yeah. And uh, my favorite part of this little sketch is, or the skit, is that uh, Servo's neck is extending uh, like Inspector Gadgets. He's just popping. Yeah. Up. Do you do you think his arms and legs do that too? I don't know. Do you think he maybe has a helicopter? Uh, Inside of his head. Uh, I hope so. And that cool song plays every time. <laughs> or an umbrella yeah. that always comically fails when he gets pushed off a cliff. Yep. Yeah. Or or a uh, daughter. Was that his daughter with the the computer and the dog? No, brain? that was Penny. That was his niece. Niece. Okay. All right. Yep. I didn't know. She was. The, I didn't know. Yeah. She. She was actually the one who solved all the crimes. Yeah. Typical. Well, that's because she had that awesome. She had like an iPad. Yeah. But it was 1983, so. Right. It was like a trapper keeper. Yeah. But an iPad. It's so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> anyway, in the uh, in the first segment of the show, Frank is having a discussion with one of the mole people about singing. Uh, I like how they just have mole people now. Yeah, I know. It's just they're there. Yeah, there's no they, explanation needed. It's just well, they're mad scientists. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, well, you know, I guess. Well, and they also live deep beneath the earth. Oh, so that's if true. There's going to be any sort of people. There'd be mole people. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I guess cricket people wouldn't really be that, that far. No, oh, that'd be creepy. What if they're, like, like all clear and stuff? Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that at all. And they chirped. Uh-huh, they had, like, the temperature? Weird... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hate this. Well, anyway, let's get right into the invention exchange. Joel's invention is the radio arm saw, which is um, a remote-controlled car with a circular saw built right onto it. And so he shows off how well it works by driving across a board and magically, you know, cutting it in half. Yeah. And then he uh, does a little circle around himself, cuts a hole in the floor, where, around where he's standing, a la Looney Tunes, perhaps. <laughs> uh, then he falls in, and what does he say when he falls yeah, in? Yeah, he's all like, he falls in, and he's like, oh, it hurts, it's all hot and stuff. Yeah, which, which didn't is... make any sense at the time until, you know, yep. you watch the movie and you realize it was like a reverse throwback. Yeah, I. What do you think? Which one do you think they uh, they came up with first? Ooh. Do you th- do you think he like you know they they did all the uh, if we're speaking in production they probably did all like the movie segments and then uh, recorded all these segments afterward. Yeah. So yeah, they like, probably do you think that was just in his head and he was he was improving. I think so. I think it was probably yeah. a line that they just enjoyed from the movie and they pulled, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it worked out great. But it was, yeah. I mean, it made the when when it was delivered in the movie, it made it that much more hilarious. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, Joel just said that. So uh, the Mads part of the invention exchange. Um, Dr. Forrester has his head removed and fused to the head of a baritone sax. Which is the sexiest of saxophones. Yeah, it's yeah. he calls it Dr. Sax. <laughs> sure, why which, not? Yeah, you know, it's it's a combination of both things that it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about this was when, uh, like, they're doing the, uh, the whole presentation of it and his headless body is just roaming around. Oh, yeah. Trying to feel stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great old trick. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I learned that on Mr. Wizard, how to make a head in a box. Really? Yeah. I thought he did, like, hard science, not... I remember that show kind of being boring because it was, like, mostly hard science. Well, it was. It was science of reflective light. Oh, okay. It was All also right. the science of deceiving children. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds more like close up-close magic than yeah, uh, well, hard science. Yeah. Well, you, we can't have one without the other. No, that's true. They, they yeah. go hand-in-hand. They do. Like chocolate and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, segment one. Yeah. That's Bella's OK Discoveries, which is a, like a takeoff. I don't know. Do you remember the old Amazing Discoveries infomercials? No. Oh, 
They were so good. It was a guy in those great... Well, he was dressed like kind of what a hipster would dress like now. But okay. at the time, he wasn't ironic. That's how people dressed. Was he a British guy? No, he was just a really enthusiastic okay. guy about selling okay. really crappy products. Yeah, no, the reason that they, everyone else was speaking with British accents was because oftentimes the, uh, the salesman who was trying to uh, connive him out of his money, I mean wow him with these amazing discoveries, mm-hmm. was a British guy. Okay. You know, I think like Sully uh, from those uh, Kaboom commercials now. Sure, sure. Yeah. And actually, Crow sounded more Australian, I think. Oh, maybe. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I'm not good with accents. Except for yeah, Canadians. I'm not usually. I, 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 it, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, so they're trying to sell the Phantom Creep from the movie. Yeah, the exploding one. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't exploding. It, it What it did, well, I guess it exploded, but it froze things in time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Stasis, I think was the oh, word yeah, that they used. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, they just put a bunch of dirt on a satellite dish that blew <laughs> it up. Oh, boy. That's a good old yeah. standby. Good old infomercial standby. Yeah. Hey, well, there's a uh, an unusual kind of pre-main feature segment yeah. uh, where the Mads introduced the main feature. Is yeah. this the first time they've done this? I was thinking about it, and yeah, in the old ones, they would, like, say Commando Cody. They would right. introduce, you have Commando Cody and then the feature. And then that was yep. it. So this was this was different. This was a departure for them. They seem to be doing a little bit more time on the segments. Yeah. Because I think they have a bigger budget for it. That's true. Yeah. Also, yeah. the movies were really short. Yeah. And Phantom Creeps is kind of long. Yeah. Especially for a serial. But... Yep. Well, yeah, I, I think it must be a little bit. It must have been a little bit longer than Commando Cody stuff. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Uh, Commando Cody. Remember that? Yeah. Wow. What was that yeah. all about? Well, we got our next serial, so uh-huh. hooray. Yeah. Well, the second theater segment was uh, an informational break. Uh, talking about gobos, <laughs> which, uh, you know, that effect of, like, looking through binoculars or periscopes or keyhole. Oh, gobos, like, uh, like go between. Yes. Is that what it stands for? Okay. Yes, it is exactly what it stands for. It's okay. How they control like the that. shape of, like, uh, emitted light. Yeah, theater. well, they did, like, a, a creepy keyhole yeah, one. right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and binoculars, a, I think a periscope. Yep. Uh, a uh, sniper. Gl- oh, yeah, yeah, high-powered yeah. Uh, high-powered rifle. Yeah. Um, they Oh, they did uh, they did a glaucoma one. Yep. And then they put the uh, the telescope one on it, and then they made another Hubble joke. Yeah, which was so yep. timely. Uh, it was. Now it's just, like, people are like, why? That thing's great. Yeah, but it's takes incredible pictures but at the time it used to be kids it didn't take incredible pictures yeah, yeah. oh they also made another uh, Gallagher joke too yep Which uh, is... somewhere in this movie I just I just like I, I put I put the Hubble telescope failing and Gallagher existing in the same era <laughs> so those things are tied together in my mind oh it's, it's yeah. exactly it was actually one of the riffs Yes, yeah, it was, it was. But we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, any, the third theater segment, um, another ship approaches Satellite of Love. Uh, it's Mike Nelson in an old warplane on the view screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Nelson and also uh, Jim Mallon playing a uh, – Jim Mallon, the producer of the show, who is also the voice of Gypsy, is actually on screen, I think for maybe the first time. Yeah, I think, I think you're right on that. Yeah, and uh, uh, they're playing characters based on – the uh, the two guys in the movie, uh, Mike is playing uh, the main character, and, and uh, Jim Mallon is playing Bob, the the trigger happy guy. He just like kills a bunch of people in the movie. Right. And I think at this point, uh, it seems pretty well established that the third segment is now the uh, Mike Nelson plays a character based on a character in the main feature segment. Yes, or a main feature from last season. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right when he played Valeria from oh, Robot Holocaust. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah, as much as it tugged at my heartstrings. 
Mike Nelson in drag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was just kind of dumb. They just like were like, "Oh, give us all your stuff. We're gonna kill you." Yeah. And yeah, played exaggerated versions of the you know essentially the the white people coming in and <laughs> right. using guns to try and right. And it was one yeah. of those guns that you could get from a drugstore uh, when you're a yep. little kid that you just pull the trigger and it makes a weird a like, bunch of popping yeah, noises. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like you're starting it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, the final segment was a barbershop quartet mm. where we were treated to Kevin Mur- Murphy's Platinum Pipes of Shining. Yeah, this that was great. It was uh, the barbershop quartet was there singing a song that was the theme song for a uh, 50s style sitcom that was based on the characters in the movie called My White Goddess. Yep. Yeah. My favorite part, personally, was, of course, Servo with a tiny, adorable little pistol and his tiny oh, yeah. little hands. Oh, yeah. It was it was cute. Pretending to kill well, people. Let's Tinyly get into the theater, adorable. shall we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. All right. Movies, Phantom mm-hmm. Creeps, and Jungle Goddess. Phantom Not a serial and movie. What's that? Serial and movie. Yeah, serial and movie. Phantom Creeps, yeah. uh, the serial from 1939, stars, starring Bella Lugosi, which yep. is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Every time they do a Bella Lugosi movie, and Joel is just like, every every time, blah, blah, blah. So now this is a serial, so does that mean we're going to have to suffer through it like we did with Commando Cody? Uh, uh, I hope not. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll suffer like we did with... Yeah, I think they learned their lesson. The viewers can only stand a certain number. I would rather see only a limited number of Phantom Creeps than figure out how the whole thing wraps up. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe three instead of... Nine or however. Yeah. Well, and they didn't even get to the end of Commando Cody. There are fourteen of those darn things. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to? I was wondering if you could read the tagline from uh, Jungle Goddess, the nineteen forty-eight feature. Uh, but I want you to read it in your old-timey um, radio announcer voice. <laughs> All right. Temptress of a thousand untamed men, ruler of a savage empire. That's perfect. Man, that'll yeah. put him in the seats. This movie yeah, stars uh, George Reeves who okay. shares the same last name as Christopher Reeves. They also shared the same role in, as Superman. Of course, George Reeves was Superman. The television show in the 50s, The Adventures of Superman, kind of actually hurt his acting career a little bit because nobody could see him as anything other than Clark Kent and Superman. And, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's Mark Hamill syndrome. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, he uh, also died uh, tragically and under suspicious circumstances. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, that's, uh, that's weird. It was ruled as a suicide... Uh, a gunshot to the head, but you know they think maybe there was some shenanigans going on there. Hmm. Well, that that makes—I mean, not the suicide part, but him being Superman makes a lot of sense because they're constantly making Man of Steel riffs, right? Exactly. In this movie, yep. yeah. So it's important that uh, that that you do understand that George Reeves, if you have the last name Reeves, you are going to play Superman at some point and die tragically. And yeah. die tragically, yeah. Okay. Man. I, I got that. Hey, uh, so I mentioned this earlier, but they uh, definitely had another gig at, uh, dig at Gallagher in the, uh, during the riffing. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, this is in Phantom Creeps. Uh, Bella Lugosi says, uh, I have achieved... Blah. I have to get in my Bella Lugosi character. <laughs> blah. I have achieved what was before considered impossible. And Joel says, a funny Gallagher routine? Yay. I think we should yeah. keep a tally. Like, okay. Of, well, not a tally, but... Was there a Gallagher joke? At least a Gallagher joke in this episode. Yes, yeah. there was. Uh, a Gallagher dig. Yeah, let's just agree that yeah. Gallagher's a terrible person. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, okay, perfect. I hated him when he played the dad in uh, the OC. I, 
didn't even know that. Wow. No, that was that other uh, the other Gallagher guy. Oh, the other Gallagher, his brother, his yeah. twin brother. No, no, no. There's a guy with like fuzzy eyebrows who's uh, um, he's got the last name Gallagher. Oh, I oh. don't remember what his real name is. Peter oh. Gallagher. Yeah. Oh, oh. He's got I like thought, huge. Eyebrows. I thought you were talking about Eugene Levy when you said the the big eyebrows. No, no, no. His name's not Gallagher. His name is Eugene Levy. But you know, yeah. see that was that was a really well thought out but poorly executed Peter Gallagher joke, <laughs> and I apologize for no, that. It's fine. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about Eugene Levy. He's a national treasure. He really is. He is. He is. Oh man, if MST3K were still around, I think that he could probably riff on some of the American Pie sequels at this point. Oh, absolutely. He does them all. He doesn't care. When did that first movie come out? Almost like twenty uh, years 98. ago. Eight. Oh God! So yeah, a long like fourteen years ago. Yeah, that's Eugene Levy's job. Yeah, he goes into work every day and makes an American Pie movie. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. That's well, like the saddest thing. I like oh. to imagine that if you said that to him, he'd turn to the camera and he'd shrug and he'd say, "It's a living." Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes back to making American Pie 1,342. <laughs> yep. Pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. There it is. We're going to be rich. Yeah. Hey. It's American Pie Goes to Space. <laughs> <laughs> I like that even better. Yeah. Oh, man. I have my grandpa's stopwatch right here, and I'm going to toss okay. it in your general direction. Here you go. Catch it. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I got it. Okay. And uh, it's time for a 20-second recap. Okay. Is Wait, it, why uh, did I throw the... Watch I was going to say, back. it's my turn. I don't know. Here, here's, okay, here it is back. Okay, I got it. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, so, uh, are you ready? I am ready. And go! All right, so there's uh, this lady who crash lands in a plane during World War II, and these guys, her, her family's rich, and they're supposed to go find her, and she becomes the jungle goddess while she's crashed, and then they try and uh, – one of them shoots a guy, and then they have to rescue her, but they can't because they all, they're all terrible people, then she falls in love with one of them. Wow. That was to the wire. 18.48 seconds. You know, since Dr. Odd isn't around anymore, I don't know if we'll still get shocked if we go over, but I'm not really interested in trying. I'm not going to find out. Yeah. I I just realized doing that 20-second recap, this movie was surprisingly complex for what it was. It was, wasn't it? Like, there's... There's a lot of flashbacks. There's, uh, you know, a lot of pre-World War II, post-World War II. Just a lot of a lot of weird things that happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Like her father's dead, but there's still a ransom out for her, and they're they're gonna get paid. And they find they find some sort of radioactive element that they're yeah. like, oh, screw this girl. If we come back here and claim this land, because apparently that's what white people could still do, just like claim land and yeah, Africa. oh yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, then they could uh, just mine this radioactive stuff and <laughs> and make a make a more money doing that than they could uh, rescuing this girl. And you could rule the atomic age. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe the guy because didn't one of the guys die? Didn't Bob die? Yeah, no, George Reeve died under suspicious uh, circumstances. No, 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 no. I mean, in the movie. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. And then he, then the the guy who's you know kind of a jerk because he came in like wanted to subjugate these native people but was less of a jerk because he didn't just murder them on site with a pistol uh <laughs> he ended up with the girl and then who knows maybe they came back and started a like some sort of like blood diamond mine maybe they did yeah 
By maybe, I mean that's what white people did in the 50s, was they started yeah. blood diamond mines. Yep. It was the only way to make money back then. Sorry. Yeah, blood diamond mines and uh, making identical houses right. outside of big cities. Yep. You started out as a kid selling newspapers for a nickel, <laughs> and you grew up, and you started a blood diamond mine. Yep. That's the American Blood diamond dream. mines, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> hey, do you want to do your favorite riff? I would love to. I would love All to right. do my favorite riff, too. I hope it's not uh, the same one. I have a feeling it might be, but we'll see if this segment backfires on us two or three times. Okay. So my favorite riff in the movie is a recurring one. Um, there's a... Uh, like they'll just cut to like random uh like stock footage of animals and there's several times where they cut to random stock footage of a snake and Joel does this weird voice he goes hey there it's satan hope you're enjoying the film oh no was that your favorite that was too? my favorite one too <laughs> great Great. Uh, is that really a fail though if I they don't have know. a joke so that good that, that it's like that was the best joke and we agree. yeah no, because we independently like we should let our listeners know we're this. There's no coercion going on here. We no, independently no, no. pick our own favorite riff. Nor so. is there any collusion or collisions. Yeah, collusion is what I meant. Not what I say, coercion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. It's none of those things. No, it's uh, none of those coefficients. Yeah. Okay. So the best riff of the movie, I guess, is where it is. the snake voice. Yeah. Yeah, you I know? do. I do love. I just. It's, it's a funny voice. Hi, yeah, I'm Satan. Well, it is just so out of... He's like, how you join the film? <laughs> that's so weird. Hey, so uh, let's rate this movie in this episode. Okay. Well, I'm going to give this the movies, both of the movies. Okay. Well, I'm going to give uh, The Phantom Creeps a 3 out of 10. Yeah. There was so much exposition. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah. Jungle Goddess is getting a 1. That movie stunk. Yeah, it was a stinker. Ugh. Man. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm I yeah. There was too much exposition in Phantom Creeps. I'm giving it a two. Okay. Since we're we're on a out of ten scale today. Today. And uh, I'm gonna give Jungle Goddess. I didn't think it was that bad of a sticker compared to the last two movies we've had to watch. Um, not quite as good as uh, Rocket Ship XM, but way better than Side <laughs> Hackers, which I did not like at all. I'll give it Ooh, a five. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. It, it kind of had like a like a it reminded me of like if have you ever been to Disneyland and been oh, on the yeah. Jungle Cruise? Okay. Uh have you ever been to a theme park that wasn't in California? Yes. And it's also it's compared to like Disneyland it's really sad and kind of seedy. They all are, yeah. No, I know if exactly that theme- what you're saying. Yeah, if that and they're all like somehow all endorsed by like Snoopy, uh, <laughs> which is really <laughs> weird, um, or the Looney Tunes. Uh, if that theme park tried to have a Jungle Cruise style ride, it would be the Jungle Goddess. And oh, there's something boy. in that aesthetic that I find a little bit intriguing. It would be kind of like the the theme park that was closed down because there was a ghost, and yep. then the Scooby Doo gang came. Mm-hmm. And, and then they that, had to go on the ride called the Jungle Goddess. Yeah, while there was some crazy funky music playing, like "When a bow bow run run hey hey we're gonna catch you." Yeah, and there's a whole line of huts, and they keep running in the door of one and out the door of the other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. And and hilarious racial stereotypes. 
Yeah. So what did you think of this episode as a whole then? Of this episode, I thought it was a pretty strong episode, not like a perfect episode. I thought the segments were really good. I really enjoyed them. And I enjoyed the riffing a lot. So yeah, I want to give this maybe like a, like a like a 70% satisfactory. No, okay, se- yeah. 75, 75%. 75. I agree with you on that. It like I don't know, some of the uh the Lloyd Bridges riffing on Rocket Ship XM this season just really got me. Yeah, that was just a really strong episode. So compared yeah. to that, it wasn't quite as strong. Again, liked it better than Side Hackers. Oh yeah. And I've seen some other episodes like uh our next episode we're going to, you know, watch is is you know, the fourth one in the second season, Catalina Caper, which is one of mm. my favorites of the second season. So, uh it's I know it's not as good as that, but I'd say it, it was pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, there it is. Do we have any letters um, up here um, in outer space? Yeah, we got a couple. We got we got one um, regarding the uh, season one episode four uh, debacle again. Oh, okay. it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is just going to be a debate that goes goes on and on. This yeah. this is from our friend Jason, and his point is essentially um, they read letters on the show that were from people talking about previous episodes you know in the season and if they had just shown that episode forth like like josh weinstein said they did then how would those letters exist whoa you know but how did they exist anyway right like i i don't i don't understand because you know you unless unless they're you know the filming schedule was you know considerably different than they do now like usually they film a whole season of shows and then they show them all sure uh so how could people be writing letters to the satellite of love based on previous episodes in that season if the season hadn't aired yet (gasps) you just blew my mind i know like this brings up around that this brings up a more troubling conspiracy. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, you know this this whole you know season one episode four thing you know brings to light how can these people be writing letters about episodes that haven't been on TV yet? Yeah, right. So are we are we dealing with letter fraud? Uh, the MST3K info club. Perhaps are all of those drawings of new robots that should be added to the show by six year olds <laughs> actually done by cast members? Or or. Or there's a group of soothsayers who hmm. were writing letters in of their visions of the future, like a Minority Report, but yes. of MST3K fans, yep. and they're just in those things, and then like a ball pops into the thing, and this hand a piece of paper, and they write like a letter from a six year old. Uh huh. Okay. It's the pre crime I mean, division of the Satellite of Love. The, yeah, the the pre letter division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of these are valid ideas. No, this is but, this is good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Thanks to our friend Jason for writing in. Um, you know, giving us even more things to wonder about. I hope someone has an answer to uh, how they how they coordinated the production versus the filming versus the uh, airing and how they got all those letters in. Yeah. Because I I noticed in the second season so far there haven't been any letters from fans that necessarily related directly to previous episodes. So That's maybe true. they're just uh, taking all the most generic fan letters and they're going to do those from now on because they are filming before. I don't know. I don't know. But that's, you know, that's doesn't have anything. Neither mm-hmm. here nor there. Our, our friend Adam sent us something on Facebook. Uh, oh, cool. La- last week we talked about the uh, failed Cincinnati subway system. Yeah. And uh, he lives in Cincinnati. And uh, he 
send us a whole article about the Cincinnati subway from CincinnatiTransit.net. So that was wildly entertaining, and thank you, Adam, for sending that. I am so excited to read something informative about the Cincinnati Transit Authority. Yeah, well, the Cincinnati subway system, that is truly abandoned. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, it's sad that a city like Cincinnati thought it needed to have a subway and then was like, oh, well, I guess not. Yeah. It's, uh, it cost $6 million in 1916. Do you know Man, that about the Cincinnati subway? That's so much money. Yeah. That's more money than they had back then. Mm-hmm. They only had like like in the world there was only like seventeen hundred dollars because yeah. dollars were worth so much money. And you I, uh, you, you can uh, you can still use the tunnel if you want. Really? Yeah. And you can tour it as well. Whoa! Is it haunted? Yeah. Uh, I assume so. <laughs> yeah, probably, that's probably a dumb haunted question. by. I'm a, sorry, I yeah. I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> Haunted by the ghosts of mole men <laughs> and all of the homeless people that probably still live there. Oh, they're yeah. not really ghosts. They're just insane. Yeah. That's it, why they're scary. It, now, apparently, it was uh, it was supposed to be a full subway system, but it was only half completed and just stopped in 1925. Mm. Yeah. Way to go. Cincinnati, you blew it. Yep. There's no okay. Uh, sorry, I I I'm just reading through this article because I, I'm finding it uh, or rereading it rather. I'm finding it wildly entertaining. I guess uh, there was ever, there was never a track laid. Oh, so it's just that a is tunnel. a crucial part of a subway system. No wonder <laughs> yeah, they, they never did, got it running. There was no track laid and no subway cars were ordered. It must so have that's been why so it was a failed subway. <laughs> so embarrassing on the day when they cut the ribbon. People of Cincinnati, I present to you your subway, and everyone's lined yeah. up in their Sunday best because that's all they had to wear. Yeah, there are six. There are six stations, but there's never there are never any subway cars that ran. So I guess those are just exits. <laughs> That's too bad. Sorry, what a Cincinnati. weird thing. Sorry, what Cincinnati. a weird thing. Yeah, hey. you don't. You only get half a subway, and it, no track or cars. Right. Too bad for you. You know. Oh well. Our Facebook page is a great place to talk about the Cincinnati subway system. Yeah, it is. I am enthralled with this. I'm going to reread this entire article. I am too. I'm really excited about the failed Cincinnati subway system. Yeah, it's it's kind of my favorite thing I've read about in the last couple hours. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but our our Facebook page is a good place to talk about the Cincinnati subway system or um, any other subway system abandoned or unabandoned, Mm -hmm. lived in, used regularly. Uh, It's facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute's radio. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Twitter. It's uh, at MSD3K underscore podcast mm-hmm. where, you know, you can you can find us. You can uh, write to us, hit us up, uh, talk to us about stuff. Oh, we got a, a couple new followers this week. So awesome. we, uh, we always appreciate hearing about that. And we appreciate, you know, all the love from the old people. Uh, not old people necessarily. <laughs> but uh, but we do like it when our nanas give us hugs. Oh, yes. We, yeah. Yeah. So we and do our, love and our pet when old people love us. But yeah. We do yeah, also but I, I meant the oh, the fans who have been there, like uh, at Extra Life Church, who you know he's he's been there since the beginning. Yeah, he has been there. I yeah, uh, but um, I I I understood what you meant, but I also do really love my nana. Yep. So <laughs> who doesn't? Right. Only terrible people. Right. No, the worst. Yeah. Um, terrible yeah. people who wouldn't give us a review on iTunes. Yeah. If you really, 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 really want to make our day. Uh, just give us a review. A nice rating and review on iTunes. Yeah, and, do it. Uh, because it helps other people find the show, and it uh, it's just a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. 
when I see a five star review on there, um, it just makes me happy. It gives me, give me, give me think, a five star day. I think that we uh, had this review last time, but I don't know if we mentioned it. Uh, Eric Evans gave us a review uh, recently, so thank you, Eric. You're the best. Thanks, Eric. You are. Yeah. The best. Thank you for going on iTunes, giving us a review. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. And shout out, shout out to you from the depths of space, yeah, from all of us here, up yeah. in the sky. Holler, holler from space. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. Uh, anything else? Seth? Oh yeah, send us a letter. Uh, mail at gizmodicinstitutesradio dot com. Do that. Do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any anything you have, uh, you want to tell us? If if you know anything about the. Uh, you know the the filming schedule of MSD through K regarding the letters because that that's gonna bug me. Yeah, we and we'd uh, love to learn. Yeah, send us a letter or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institutes Radio. We check both. We uh, receive things at both, so yes, we, we do. We appreciate that. So, do you feel better now? Slightly. See, the audio log was a good idea. Uh, yeah, but but man, if one of those dudes starts in about something dumb again, I swear I am going to lose it. Come on now. That sounds like a bad attitude. And everyone knows a bad attitude is just a good mood stuck inside a stinky old eggshell. What you said makes no sense. Yeah, I, I agree. No need to yell. Shouting is just an extra high five that you forgot to give and now it's buzzing around in your mouth like a bumblebee. What? No, this needs to stop. You sure are protesting a lot. Everyone knows that a no is just an angry way of saying yes. Wait, what? That's not right, and it's kind of creepy. See, this is what happens. Some people are monsters, or sandwiches show up on our ship, and everything is fine, and then it starts to get weird and creepy, and then everything just continues to go south from there. I'm putting my foot down and stopping things before they go too far. Don't be so bristly. Even a porcupine needs a hug every once in a while, which is only a problem for other porcupines, if you know what I mean. Okay, listen. I'm usually the one who specializes in the -the off-the-wall metaphors, and even I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, here's the deal. Oh, great. Just like I said, now things start to go down the tubes. Our mission is to eliminate sadness. Now, if we can't turn that frown into a laughing mirth hole, then we'll have to eliminate the sadness in another way, by vaporizing it. Wait, either we cheer up or you kill us? Not kill, vaporize. Everyone knows that vapor is just a planet fart, and who can't find a couple of chuckles in some good-natured planet farts? Uh, Jeff, I hate to say it, but I think you were right. Which is bad for two reasons. One... I hate conceding, because it feels like I'm rewarding you for your bad behavior. Smiling is its own reward! Yeah, and two, losing an argument to you is starting to bum me out, therefore decreasing our happiness quotient, and putting us in even more danger of being vaporized. Or frozen and smashed with a mallet! Like they say, if you've got a sad friend or palate, flash freeze and shatter him with a mallet! No one says that. So how is the news that you're going to turn us into meat popsicles and shatter us into the grossest ice cubes ever unless we cheer up? Supposed to cheer us up. Good question. Have you guys cheered up yet? Remember, a bad mood is just a poop your soul needs to take. So take that poop and brighten up. Gross. Like super so totally gross. Well, I'm not sensing any happiness, so it looks like it's time for more drastic measures. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I know what we can do. Great! A good idea is just one more good idea away from a great hug. Uh, Sure, whatever. Hey, okay, listen. 
what do I want now more than anything? What's the one thing that would make all of us most happy? A pony riding on another pony? A handshake from a man in a purple blazer? A notebook filled with lavender scented pages? No, for all of you to leave. That's it. Leave, and I'll be happy. We all will. I don't know. Fine, fine. We'll make a deal. If you leave and our moods don't immediately improve, then you can come back and vaporize us. Well, okay. I suppose that sounds all right. Until next time, remember, wherever you need... A smile on your face. And want to go... To a hearty, hard, mirthful, merry, fun place. You You can can call call us a smile brigade. Away! Well, my mood is certainly improved. What about you guys? Oh, without question. I'm still here too. Sandwich. Yes? You're up next in checkers. Can I be the red ones? No. Just kidding! My arms around a sandwich and another guy. So much egg salad. So much. Uh.